Welcome to the Crazy J Podcast show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. I'd like to thank everyone that's coming on to the show. I'd like to thank everyone that's uh, listening. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I created this podcast for myself. I wanted uh, um, I wanted my voice to be heard. So, as a person with a disability, here is my platform. Instead of writing a journal... I should make a YouTube page, maybe. But as of right now, I'm going to concentrate on this podcast. And uh, for all you listeners I didn't know, my name is Crazy. My friends call me Crazy Dre because I did a lot of crazy stuff, said a lot of crazy things when I was in my youth. I still hold by that truth. I will not deny that. What any of my friends said about me, that's just the way it was. So I want to talk about sports today and I think we first need to start with uh, U of M and the Maryland game and uh, Michigan won their thousandth game and it's the most of all any college collegiate football team out there Uh, I think I think the, the whole surrounding of the scandal of stealing signs has proven to the rest of the world that Michigan doesn't need to cheat or Michigan's that good that they don't need to 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 do things that may be illegal now recently Jim Harbaugh uh, got very lucky he basically uh, uh, closed the case or let the, cl- uh, the case close or Michigan did uh, he's going to service three game suspensions Maryland was the second game and and Michigan won by seven points I don't really remember remember the over under of that game but it probably was like 14 or 17 points at least however it was it did show a little bit of of relax or maybe some not focus they didn't seem to be that focused on the whole game, in the whole game. Uh, they did lose a couple of guys in the offense line, so that made a difference for Michigan. Uh, I feel like I feel like the punt, the black punt that Michigan had on, uh, on Maryland was really effective. It kind of set the tone for the for the for the rest of the first half. Uh, the interceptions came in the right place at the right time. So Michigan was Sharon Moore, their intern head coach. He He's looking phenomenal. He's looking like he knows what he's doing. Um, I feel very confident with Mr. Moore at the steering wheel against Ohio State. Now, the key behind Ohio State and Michigan is going to be can Michigan get in the backfield against McCord? I don't know if McCord is that mature yet. I think he's going to go into the big house. It's going to be a big uh, struggle for him. I think if Michigan get, can get in the backfield, stop the running game, um, Harrison Jr. is probably your only big threat. So you might have to play a two-man, one guy on top and one guy on the bottom or, you know, 
that type of uh, two guys on the same on Harrison Jr.? Or do you play zone, but you always put two guys on Harris Jr.? That's gonna be a, a that's gonna be a, a very good question because I just think if Michigan can get in the backfield and attack or blitz McCord, I don't think Ohio State can do much about that. I think it's gonna be a close game, but I don't know what they can actually do. I watched a couple games from Ohio State. You know, at times McCarr looks great and other times he looks like he's is in a new situation. So I feel Michigan's gonna win thirty one to twenty one or thirty one to twenty three somewhere in the ballpark. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't. I don't know. I just wouldn't take the money on. I I wouldn't take the straight line on it, or the money line on this, because I just feel like Ohio State isn't going to lie down, and they don't, and they won't. But it, this is going to be a good game. This might be Ryan Day's last game at Ohio State if he loses to Michigan again. So that will be an in the ballpark where if he loses to to the Amazing Blue, does that mean he goes somewhere else? Does that mean Urban Mari comes back in? Does that mean Ryan Day is an assistant coach? I don't know. But things could change. And I hope Michigan wins because I don't want to hear it for another year of 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 Ohio State fans. I I think they're they're not really great fans. They remind me sometimes of Michigan State. And what I mean by that, I mean when they lose their poor sports, when they win, they're still poor sports. So let's keep it classy, let's keep it fair. Um Shereen Moore I mean, if he wins against Ohio State, he might be looking for a new job because there'll be other teams out there that might look at him and say, hey, we appreciate what you've done. Um, we want to start you somewhere smaller, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's a, a good candidate for the Texas A.M. job. I know that uh, Dan Campbell, speaking of Texas A.M., I know that there's a job opening for Texas A&M and Dan Campbell of the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's a guy of, of of interest for that university. But it seems though he's rejecting or he's not taking that job. And I think that job will be there for him someday when he's done coaching Detroit. I think I think Jim, I mean I think Dan has Dan Campbell has maybe another extra three years on his contract. I think his uh, I'm not quite sure his contract uh, stipulations or his extensions or or whatever. But usually when teams come after you to coach another team, that means the agents will get connected to the player or to the coach. And then they talk to the owners of the team 
and renegotiate the contract. So I can I can see that Dan Campbell probably will have another two years extension. If he's on a three-year contract, he'll finish this year and then have another two years for sure. Or maybe, <clears throat> or maybe he'll get another three years extension. But that's going to be something to to look at. Um, other news: uh, Tiger Woods is going to be playing in the Bahamas, a uh, first uh, first tournament since the since the Masters of two thousand and twenty two, I think. Um, what does this mean for golf? I think this means that the PGA Tour is still hoping that that Tiger Woods saves the day for the PGA. Um, I think that the fact that Live Golf is not being allowed to be or have rank rankings hurts the Live Golf. Um, but for the PGA, you know, I think. I think they're in dire straits. I think if you are trying to compete with players who are who are in another league, that like DeChambeau and and Dustin Johnson and Bubba Watson and all these other guys, all these other European players, and I know that the PGA and the Live Golf will be combined somehow, some way, but I don't know how that's going to work. I think they're going to have to, I think the best thing for the PGA is to eliminate some of those useless golf courses that no one talks about or thinks about in the, in the United States. And I think they should be playing certain tournaments in Europe, not just the, not just the British Open or the Scottish Open, but something that's, you know, something that's in Australia or Germany or France. I'm not really sure if any of those countries have great golf courses, but let's hope they do. And I really do think that I I do think that for people who are supporting live golf, it's just kind of sad that we have a competition that supports killing people and again f for your first time of listening or hearing about live golf or Phil Milkison's and his Greg Norton's um, against the PGA or whatever it is that you want to talk about the PGA and live you know it's just kind of weird that we have an organization out there that that supports killing innocent people or wiping certain people off, and I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can approve of that, and then people are like, well, they used to do that. Well, used to was only four or five years ago, so that's not, that's not a long time ago. I don't know. I, maybe they're paying off their taxes, or maybe they're paying off the war crimes against whatever their sanctions are if they have any sanctions but I love how I said that sanctions I'm supposed to just say sanctions but uh, yeah so welcome back Tiger Woods welcome back PGA 
Um, I hope Tiger Woods has a good year. I hope he has an opportunity to play with them more than just three, four um, tournaments. Um, speaking of Tiger Woods again, um, his son, Ch Charlie Woods, I think his son's team won the golf tournament state finals. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I guess Tiger Woods have never, I guess Tiger Woods in high school has never done that. So that's pretty cool. Go Charlie. He shoots just like his dad. He he golfs just like his dad. He has his same memorisms. So that's pretty cute. Um, that's pretty awesome, I think. So I'm sorry for my voice being so, but I'm trying to be, I'm trying to create a voice for podcasting. And as if I talk too fast, I stutter. So, and if I know I'm trying not to talk too slow, so bear with me. Um, in baseball news in Vegas has a new baseball team called the Vegas A's. Supposedly they're going to keep the A's. I'm not quite sure. So it looks like Oakland has lost another team. A MLB baseball team. You got to feel bad for people in Oakland. Oakland folks must hate everybody for this. I mean, now what are you going to do in Oakland? Well, now you can be like everyone else and drive an hour and a half to San Francisco and watch the Giants. Or you can drive like three three hours down south to watch the Dodgers or the or 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 the Padres or Anaheim. I mean to be honest to be honest with you, I do think California has too many baseball teams. I just don't see why they have to have so many teams. I just don't know how you could be a fan of a team that's or like teams that's within an hour and a half of distance one way or another. So maybe that this isn't a bad idea for Oakland to lose a baseball team and now they just have to deal with it. But for Vegas, it's great because now they can have baseball there. Now it gives me a reason to go to Vegas myself and watch the Tigers. I mean, if, if the Tigers play Vegas A's, I'll be all go for it and going to Vegas. So that's a good thing for me. I, I, I would never want to go to Oakland to watch the Tigers or to watch Oakland A's or the A's or now the Vegas A's. So there you go. Um, and other football news, um, Mark Andrews, the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens is out for the rest of the season. Uh, I saw the tackle that combusted his hand, basically. Uh, I tell you what, that's a little dirty play. The guy grabbed his arm and pulled his arm in a certain way to break his arm. I swear, that's what he did. Check it out. It happened two weeks ago. I saw the tackle. It was not cool. It was the game after they played against Detroit. But that was not cool. So, sorry to hear that for you Baltimore Raven fans. I'm sorry to hear that for any fantasy football fans out there. Mark Andrews is out. 
and Joe Barrow is out. It looks like he broke his bone in his thorn arm or his wrist, so he's out for the rest of the season. He came in and into the season with a bum ankle or something's wrong with his ankle. So that didn't look so promising for Cincinnati. Uh, if you're a fancy football owner, I don't know what I would do if I was you a Chase. And I don't know what I would do with, I mean, you're going to have to give the ball to Mixon a lot. So Browning, I think Browning is is the new quarterback for Cincinnati Bengals. He played for, for, for the Washington Huskies. So, not so bad. Didn't get the opportunity out of out of uh, out of the draft pick a couple of years ago. But this is his time to shine, and and when he understands the playbook, it'll look a lot better for the team. I think he'll get better. More uh, obviously, he'll get more um, touches during practice. So. I don't. I don't think that that team will. I think as, as a f- fantasy football owner, I think. I think your team will be all right. You just have to expect at least five less points, for, for, Chase Young. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see here. Let me see. Let me see. So. So I think. Um, let me see. Go up here, go to Cincinnati. I got a go to Bengals. Um, let me go here. Well, as most of you guys know, uh, Cincinnati Bengals lost to Baltimore Ravens. So that was two arch rival games on Thursday Night Football. It was actually a decent game for. Uh, on Thursday night, a lot of Thursday night football is a lot of sh- crap. So, uh, let's see here. Oops, it's not Chase Young, it's Jamar Chase. I don't know why I keep saying stuff like that. That's so incorrect. So, Jamar Chase, if you have Jamar Chase on your fantasy football, you might not want to give him up right away. You might want to just stick with him. He'll be still the A receiver. He might get a couple less touches because the offense might not be on the field as much, but he should at least get you 15 points every week. And basically, that's what you want to have on your fantasy football. Receivers not to go 35 points and then 6 points the next week and it's, that's a bad wide receiver that's a bad core for your fantasy football team so i feel like chase will at least get same time touches targets he'll get he should be able to get at least again 15 points i don't think he'll ever get 20 or 25 points with with a backup quarterback it could happen but i wouldn't count on it so um let's do this so, I'm going to start with the Detroit Lions, and it's about 20 minutes in. So, if I ramble on about Detroit, it, it'd be because I'm a Detroit Lion fan. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's look at Detroit. Let's look at Detroit. So, Detroit is got seven and a half points spread on the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields is coming back. Um, this is going to be a different game, obviously. It's not going to be the horrible. You know, Justin Fields is what six and twenty-five as a starter. It seems like he's like a little slow on the football, recognizing the offense or defense. Um, even if the guy is open, he's always throwing the ball behind him or a little bit over him. Um, I think he relies too much on running and doesn't let the play develop. Um, again, I don't know if he really has a great offensive line, but I do think Detroit should win. How much? I would say maybe one in thirteen. I would take that as a bet on FanDuel one in thirteen. Um, if I had to look for, if I had to look for, um, let's go here. Let's go the passing yards. Uh, they got two seventy for the passing yards for uh, Jared Goff uh, over under. is what I'm talking about. Uh, they got. Justin Fields about 203 yards over under. You know, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't know if I would take Justin Fields over 203. I think there'll be like 189. I think that he'll be relying on more on his feet than his arm. And I think he might be a little crusty throwing the football. So saying that, I would take the under... I would take it under for 203, and if I had to change it to the alternative, I would take the under for 225. That's what I would do. But I wouldn't take, I just, and with Justin, and with Jared Goff, 270 at home seems fair. But I don't know if they're going to throw the football a lot if they get ahead of the game. So if they're ahead... 21 to 3 with the third quarter with the eight minutes left. I see them running with the football, and then I also see them benching Jared Goff if the game's way out of hand. I really do. I don't know why would you keep Jared Goff on the field if the score is like 35 to to 14 or 35 to 9. I mean, this could be a really a shit show for 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 the Chicago Bears. I mean, I just wouldn't expect much out of the Chicago Bears. If I had to put it up with the same game parlay, um, I would almost, let me see here. If I had to go with here. So if I had to go with the rushing yards, they got Jamar Gibbs with 43 yards. They got David Montgomery with 49 and a half yards. I mean, to be honest with you folks, the Jamar Gibbs bet, same game parlay for 43 yards and over, that's play reasonable. That's really reasonable. And I would almost as goes to, you know, I feel like they'll use David Montgomery just as much as Jared 
Jerome Gibbs. But do I take David Montgomery 49 yards? It could happen. I mean, he could break a couple of tackles. He could run for about 15, 20 yards a couple of times. And I really do feel that Detroit will use both of the backs a lot for this game. Um, if I had to look for, if I had to look for um, receiving yards, they got St. Brown for 84 yards. That seems kind of high. I think that's going to be kind of high because I think there'll be two, at least two guys on on St. Brown. He's not a big receiver. He's a small receiver. He's going to probably be more in the slot position. Um, but I don't know. Eight, 84 seems kind of high. I would alternate it to like 60 yards at least. It may be one touchdown. I think he'll get a touchdown. Um, they got either David Montgomery with seven and a half yards of receiving. They have Jamar Gibbs with 25.5 for for uh, for receiving. Um, they got Josh Reynolds for 28.5. All these are possible. All these are all these are acceptable. Uh, they got Sam Laporta for 46 yards. That's possible. He could easily. He could easily get by the end zone and catch the ball a couple times, maybe gain about 20 yards each half. Um, I think he might get a touchdown. This game shouldn't be that close. This game should be this game should be almost as though Detroit should win by, let's say, 35 to 7 or 38 to 7. So, there is a lot of possibility, a lot of players scoring. I think, for, for one thing, I think Jared Goff will get at least two touchdowns. I think I think um, Jamal Gibbs will get his yards, 43.5. I think uh, David Montgomery will either get those yards or he'll get those receiving yards. I really think that... that Montgomery will get his receiving yards in the backfield. He's somewhat a little bit better with his hands in the backfield for Detroit. But moving on, I think Detroit should be using Gibbs more because he's got younger legs and he's got more energy. He's a little faster. So so that's what I would do. Um, I do think that Darnell Mooney has a great op opportunity to score a touchdown for the Bears. I think with Justin Fields back, I think their connection, their uh, their chemistry on the field is going to be pretty good. So I see either him getting a touchdown or him getting over 26.5 yards. I don't know why that's so low. Um, oh, I'm sorry. And then we got DJ Moore. DJ Moore is the receiver of the lifetime. He had a huge game against the Washington Redskins or Redskins Commanders. Um, yeah, he's going to be a target. Uh, Komet, he's either off or on. I don't know. I think with Justin Fields, I think the ball is going to be brought out, spread out to everybody. 
So we just have to see. We just have to see what's going to happen with that game. So um, let's talk about. Oops. Let's talk about here's a oh here's a game I want to talk about. Go back. Here's a game I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where is it? And Tennessee Titans. It's at Jacksonville. So I want to talk about this game because Jacksonville got blown out last week by the 49ers. Uh, clearly, the 49ers was a better team, not just on paper, but on the field. I think Trevor Lawrence will have a great game. I think he'll be. I think he'll have a great. I think he'll have a, a probably one of the best games of his career tomorrow, or if you're listening on Sunday, it'd be today. But I think Justin Fields will. I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence will be. Will at least get. Over 200 yards of passing. Um, if I go here, oops. Oh, come on, go back. If I go back to, where is this? Here, I got dead air now. Dead air means that I'm not talking at all. Um, if you go here to players passing, I think uh, Trevor will get at least 241 yards. You could probably bump that down to the alternative to 225. Uh, Willie or Will Lewis. I don't know much about this kid. Uh, to be honest with you, I would stay away from that bet. But I I would go with Christian Kirk for a touchdown. I have would almost go with a teeny junior for a touchdown. I think Etienne Jr. will get at least, he'll get at least, Travis Etienne will get at least 66 yards. You could bump that down to like 50 yards if you want to play it safe. Uh, Derek Henry, that's another one that's 58 yards, only 58 yards. So he could possibly get that against Jacksonville. I don't know who's going to win this game, but I think Jacksonville should win this game. I think they got a better team. They got a better quarterback. Basically, if you have a better quarterback, I think you can beat any team. I I I think the weakest link to all bad teams are bad quarterbacks. Justin Fields is not playing well. He's just coming back. Bryce Young is extraordinary yarn. I don't think he really understands um, how to pick up a defense or to notice a defense of uh, um, setup, or he doesn't understand where, where the nickel, the dime, or the blitz. I don't think he has that in his conscience yet. I think the game is super, super duper fast for Bryce Young, but. Usually, a lot of times, you give one that if you give Bryce Young that one year under his belt, he might come out and shine like a diamond, right? Um, if you want to go there with receiving yards, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, fifty-seven yards. That's kind of iffy. I think he'll get targets, but I don't know 
if Will Lewis will get him the ball or will see him or connect with him. Um, again, you can be a great team with a mediocre quarterback, but if that quarterback can't get the ball to this, the number one receiver on his team, it really doesn't matter. So, um, if I would go with, uh, oh, let me go here. Uh, Kevin Ridley, 50 yards, that's possible. Um, Christian Kirk, only 60 yards. I would bump that down to 50. I would bump down Calvary Ridley to 40 yards on the same game parlay. Um, if you want to play safe, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you, if, see, if you want to play safe, you want to play where you can check out the alternative receiving, alternative rushing on FanDuel. And I've done that a couple of times, knowing that I'm not going to win that $300, but I might win like 120 That's fine with me because it's a win. You know, I mean, a lot of guys will try to make bets that is a little edgy because the sports, the sports guys or the guys who are the bookies, they know profoundly. They get the numbers pretty good, pretty right most of the time. So they're not going to lowball you and say, well, this guy's going to help you out. This guy's going to help you out. And you're going to want to win. Or you're going to win. No, it doesn't work that way. A lot of times these bookies are going to try to, you know, kind of tease you a little bit and say, hey, 60 yards isn't that much. But 60 yards is a lot. A lot of times, if you look at fantasy football, you get a guy that gets 60 yards and then his other four and a half points is a touchdown. So if you get 66 yards at 6.6 points, so 10 yards, six, so if you get, so that's six and a half, six points, get a touchdown, that's four or five points. So that's 12 points. And so 12 points isn't a lot, but that's how, that's how it accumulates. But when you do the same game parlays, you got to realize that 60 yards isn't a lot, but it's a lot for a very fast game in a game that the receiver may get six targets and only catch one, or the receiver may only get two targets and catch both, and then he'll only have 30 yards. So you, you got to put your same game parlays together in a more reasonable way. I you know my buddy uh, Parlay Sean, he puts crazy parlays together and and then he gets screwed out of the last one because he blindsided tried to pick a team that he didn't have anything about he didn't know anything about or you, you know you just got to learn how to win without asking for too much out of the you no know, out of FanDuel be happy to win 100 bucks here 100 bucks there instead of trying to win 5000 here 5000 there that's just a little bit out of out of sync. Um, I tell you what. Well, at least I should at least go with. Uh, well, they got Tennessee plus six and a half. They got uh, Jackson Jaguars minus six and a half. 
The over-under is 40.5. You know, that's 40.5. Is That seems a little high. I would bump that down to like 35 points. Uh, I think if you can get in the backfield, if Jacksonville Jaguars can get to Will Lewis, I just don't see how Tennessee is going to score points. And in the NFL, it's not easy to come by points, you know. So I would go down to thirty. I would go down to thirty-five point five. Um, here's another one that I want to talk about: the Chargers and Green Bay. They got Green Bay only plus three, and the Chargers are minus three, and the Chargers. The Chargers have a really mysterious team. A lot of talent. They got Eckler. They got Kenan Allen. They got Jaquin Johnson. So they got, and they got Herbert, a phenomenal quarterback. And it seems like they just lose these games. They lost to Detroit, my team. So I don't know what's going on. I don't think it's the play call that's the messing the messed up thing. I just think that I just think that a lot of teams like San Diego and the Cowboys they try too much of this bullshit that doesn't work. They try to run these routes that are way too deep and Justin Herbert doesn't get the ball out of his hands fast enough. And if you watch that game if you watch that game against Detroit. Detroit did one good thing, and that one good thing was what? Is that they got the ball out of just uh, out of Jared Goff's hands. And so what I mean is like they had a three-step or five-step and release. And a lot of the passes were timing routes. And some of them were very lucky and like he squeezed it in between the defense. So but what I'm trying to tell you is that I think that Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, again, well, maybe I talk about Justin Fields too. I think Justin Fields and Justin Herberts, they need to take three steps and release the ball. I think when you have receivers who are fast and quick, I think when you have um, on both teams, you have to release the ball. You can't hold it. You can't try to run out of the pocket all the time. You can't. You just you just got to your receivers and you are supposed to be on the same on the same boat, on the same rhythm. So I think a lot of good teams they usually release the ball or they throw the ball within three to five seconds. Um if I had to this is such can't believe this is a podcast. It sounds so boring right now. But um, if I had to, with this, I would go to Keenan Allen a touchdown. I would go Eckler with a touchdown. I would go Justin Fields with a passing touchdown. Um, I don't know about what I w- what I would do with the yards, but um, if I had to. Uh, let's see. If I had to pick, 
If I had to pick players' touchdowns, I would go under one and a half for for Jordan Love. I think I think San Diego's defense is going to be a lot better for this game than it was last game. So I don't see Justin Love throwing the football in the end zone twice. Um, if you go the rushing yards, here's here's something I don't understand about this. They think Aaron Jones would get 51 yards, and they have A.J. Dillon with 27.5 yards. So, and I think both these running backs are not that good. And I think they got Aaron Jones with way too high. And I don't even know if A.J. Dillon can get 27 yards if they're going back to Aaron Jones. And I don't. Here's one thing I don't get. If you're going to keep, if you have Jordan Love on the field and San Diego's defense is a lot better this week than last week, I don't see them on the field that much. You know, I don't see them controlling the the clock or moving the ball downfield. I think they'll get lucky and throw it to down the field, a deep pass to to uh to Christian Watson, the rookie. I think that might happen, but I don't I just don't see how AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are going to accumulate fifty one yards. I think their backup will have I think the third guy strain will have more touches than those two. Because they haven't proved anything. So I don't understand that at all. Um if I had to, if I had to pick um, Miami Dolphins and LA Raiders plus thirteen or minus thirteen and a half for Miami, that's reasonable. You could put that with a, uh, you could put um, the Dolphins win plus fourteen if you put it in a parlay. Uh, I do think that. I do think that uh, I do think that you can have um, Devon Achain, Devon Achain, who's coming back from injury for Miami. I think he'll get a touchdown. I really do. I think I think if you put Gibbs, if you put a touchdown parlay together, you could put Gibbs as a touchdown. You can put Devon uh, a chain on that as well. You could probably put McCaffrey as a touchdown. So that's three guys. Akers is probably going to get a touchdown. That's four. Uh, I think you could put Jared Goff in there too as a passing touchdown. I mean, there's so many possibilities. Um I think Keaton Allen will get a touchdown. So, I mean, these five games I just talked about, there's just so much, so much you can make out of this. I mean, I would almost take Jalen Wando, Wado, or Wando, W-A-D-D-L-E, Wado, Jalen Wado, 
jeez, I can't pronounce words anymore or names. But I think he'll get a touchdown before Tyreek Hill. Who's going to get a touchdown first, Tyreek Hill or Jaden Waddle? That's going to be the question of the day. Will, will Tyreek Hill finally get a touchdown? That's something that we should talk about. Uh, I think he's overdue. Uh, I think Devontae Adams is overdue too, but I don't see that team on the field that long because of the quarterback situation with O'Connor. I just don't see that happening. Um, so if I would go to – let me let me just go here. Let me go back home to FanDuel, and then let me go back to – Oops, it keeps trying to move me back. So if I go back to the NFL, Dallas Cowboys, that's another game that you could pick uh, uh, Pollard for getting. Pollard would get a touchdown. I think, I think, um, I say, I think C.J. Lamb will get a touchdown. Or who knows, maybe Gallup is going to get a touchdown. I mean, I've never seen a guy that, Looks like he's trying, but can't catch the football. I don't get what Gallup. Gallup seems like he he's not there, but he's there. I try to pick him up a couple of times on my fantasy football or or my um, fan duel to get 38 yards, and he doesn't even get 38 yards, or he'll blow that up and get like 60 yards. So if I would if I would anyone out there with a touchdown parlay I would more for sure go with uh, Tony Pollard to get a touchdown you can go with uh, CeCe Lamb um, Brandon Cooks is getting hotter and hotter so maybe instead of uh, CJ Lamb you go with uh, Cook or maybe instead of Pollard in the backfield catching the football in the backfield with 8 yards to go Cook is going to be there so there's different ways to score a touchdown for the Dallas Cowboys. Colorado uh, Panthers, you know, again, we get Bryce Young. I mean, you're just not going to get much out of him. I mean, he's too young. He's just not ready. Um, I think Andy Thielen, that's his name, Adam Thielen, I think he'll get yards, but I don't know if he'll get a touchdown. That I don't know if he'll get. So, to me, to me, I think, to me, I think that's something that you have to stay away from. I think Adam Thielen will get yards. I think he'll get more uh, opportunities because he's a very well balanced wide receiver. Even if Bryce Young goes out, I think the backup quarterback for Colorado Panthers will will find Adam Thielen. Um, but I do think that I do think that um, I do think that um, Dak Prescott will get a touchdown, a passing touchdown. I think that Dak Prescott will probably get his yards for for um, for quarterback position, um, passing yards. Go back, God. Why is this like this? If I go to passing yards, um, two fifty-eight, two fifty-eight for Dak Prescott. 
that seems low for a team that's probably going to run all over Carolina. So I think that 258 is reasonable. I think that if you really want to, you could go to 225 if you're doing the same game parlay with the Colorado, Carolina Panthers, and Dallas Cowboys. You may not win a lot of money because it'd be too obvious of if you pick Depp Prescott and you pick CC Lamb or you pick if you pick Polar to get a touchdown, that might be too obvious. You might have to go with the yards with CC Lamb and the yards with Pollard or Cook or or do something in the same game parlay to win more money. But if you just put down twenty five bucks to win three of those uh put those three same game parlay together, you could win maybe eighty bucks out of that. You like you won't win two hundred, but you might win eighty. So, um, I can't. I love how I keep saying um. <sighs> New York Giants and Washington Commanders. You know what, folks? Just stay away from this game. Just stay away. Stay away. Stay away. Don't put this game in the same game parlay. It's not worth it. You're not getting any value out of it. Um, I think you'll lose. This game will lose you the parlay. So if you have a multiple game parlays and then you pick this one of these two teams to win or lose, you're going to lose that parlay because basically this game is up in the air. Okay. I do think that Washington should win. They should win by nine and a half points, but I would bump that down to seven points. That's for sure. I would do that for sure. But but I would stay away from this game because you never know if if the New York Giants makes an upset. I mean, it could be an, an, a very much an upset game. So I would stay away from that game. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and Cleveland Browns. No Deshaun Watson. Uh, I think Cleveland Browns is probably the far the dumbest organization in the world right now. I think Detroit Lions was that a couple years ago um but i think cleveland browns are just completely idiots uh you give up your backup quarterback dobbs and you don't keep him for the whole year and then you're assuming that deshaun watson will come back and make the whole world better in cleveland browns after his injury from last year I mean, it's just a dumb head, dumb decision to even sign D.J. Watson. Uh, I think the GM for the Cleveland Browns should get fired. I think if I was a Cleveland Brown fan, and I think, to me, I think the Brown fans and Detroit Lions fans are very much the same. We have old history, old teams that used to be great back in the 50s, um, but for the last 75 years or 65 years, it's kind of gone to shit. And and I think I think if you're Cleveland Brown fans, I think you want to get a new GM, a new system. I think if you can sign off to Deshaun Watson's contract some way and get rid of him, all I'm the merrier for you. And to be honest with you, if I was a Cleveland Browns, 
But you know what I would do in the off season is pick up Dobbs. If I was if I was if I was Cleveland Browns, I would for sure go after Dobbs as your starting quarterback. And I would try my best to sign off on Deshaun Watson. So if you still owe about two twenty five or two hundred million to to Deshaun Watson, that's like forty six million dollars a year, I think. It's guaranteed. I would I would seriously maybe uh renegotiate his contract, sign um sign papers for like hundred and seventy five million guarantee and for him to go home or go somewhere else. And that way your hands are no more dealt with his stuff. That's what I would do if I was Cleveland Browns. So, stay away from that game. Uh, don't be stupid. Don't waste your money on a game. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers is only about, they only gave Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, you could go plus two and a half with Pittsburgh, but because they have their quarterback, Pittman, I don't trust him. I really, really don't. I think, I think he could easily... He could he could easily get hurt, and then and then I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, if you go with if if you go with Kenny Pickett, yeah, if you go with Kenny Pickett, I mean, if you got plus two and a half points, and if you're a Steeler fan, I think I would stay away from this game. They only have Pickett throwing 171 yards. And I really don't think he'll stay in the whole game either. I think he'll get hurt, and it'll be over. It'll be a dumb. He'll be a wrap. Um, if I had to go to rushing, I would probably go with uh, not John Harris or Jalen Warren for the for uh, your rushing yards. I think those guys is a possible. Very possible. Um, Jamar Ford for 55 yards and over. Mm. You're a Cleveland Brown fan. You tell me. I don't. I don't really keep up with that team because they keep losing now. I shouldn't say that, but but you know it's the truth. Uh, San Francisco Giants and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus. 11.5 points for Buccaneers. Sam Frank is on a winning streak now. They won last week against Jacksonville. Um, 41 point over under. I would take the. I would probably take the. I would probably bump that down to 38. Because I think the Sam Frank game will be a little bit let down for them. I think McCaffrey will score. I think um, I think Tampa Bay will score two, but I don't think it'll be a blowout game. I think it'll be like seventeen to seventeen, which is thirty-four points total. But if you win about twenty to seventeen, that's only thirty-seven points. So, so saying that, you know, I would. I I would let's see if I go to 
if I go to passing and I would go to Brooke Prudy, 257.5 or Baker Mayfield with a 231.1. I would, again, I like to play it safe. So I like to either go 225 with Baker or at least 200 with Baker. I think, yeah, I think I would do that. And uh, because I think Sam Fran would have the ball a lot more. I think they will. I think Baker Merrifield will have to throw the ball a lot. I think he's going to have to throw the ball down the field a lot, over 10 yards all the time. Uh, I don't think I don't think the I just don't feel like the uh, uh, Tampa Bay has great rushers. They got they're relying on this guy named Richard White. Um, and they're hoping Baker Mayfield runs for 8.5 yards or 9.5 yards. So that doesn't say much about your team. Saying that, I would, I would most left, I most likely would go seven points, ten points for San Fran to beat him. I would, uh, I would go McCaffrey with a touchdown. I would go with uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, 225, not 231, maybe 200 yards. Um, and I would almost go with Prudy with 225. Again, you're not going to win as much money as you hope if you do what I just t said, but you have much more of a possible ability to win. One of, the, uh, one of the things that happened to me over the weekend or over Thursday is Joe Barrow got hurt, and I had him to gain 200 yards in the first half he had 107 yards and then he did something in his wrist before the uh, second quarter ended so that was the, my only guy the only thing I lost in my parlay so that's why I go under because if the guy gets hurt I'm hoping he gets hurt in the second half after he has 200 yards I mean, the quarterbacks are like precious diamonds, right? So, uh, you know, I'm just going to go through these games back and forth. If I were to, let me go here. Let me go back here. Oh, here's an interesting game. If you go to Philadelphia and Kansas City Chiefs, they're giving... Philadelphia plus two and a half points. And they think that Kansas City is going to win by at least by two points. Or they need to win by two points. But to be honest with you, I'm just kind of surprised about this game. Because talent-wise, I mean, talent-wise, you have Swift, you have, I mean, you got Swift, you have, Oh my gosh. I mean, you have Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, uh, Swift, and Devon. Oh, what am I doing? Devon Smith. I mean, you just have so many people on that team that it's so much better than Kansas City. 
Kansas City. The problem with Kansas City is that they only got Kelsey. And the and Rashid Rice, you know, he could be good, but I feel like he struggles. And I think that Pacheco as a running back, he struggles as well. And I think with uh Philadelphia's defense, it's gonna be tough. But for some reason I do think Kansas is gonna win. I think it's gonna be one of those high scoring games. I don't think it's gonna be a low scoring game at all. I I, th- I think that I don't know why I think that's gonna be a high scoring game. I really do. They actually have the the over under for this game. Go back up. If you go to oh come on, go back. Jesus. If you go back to Oh my goodness. If you go back to this game, uh, 45.5. That seems reasonable. I think both teams will score. I think Kansas City is on a a little slump in scoring, so I think I can see that happening. I I think the interesting thing about this game is that whoever scores first will have to score last. But can the other team keep up sc- with scoring when the other team's scoring? So if that made no sense. So if the, the the question is that if Philadelphia scores like say 14 to 3 or 17 to 3, can Kansas City come back and keep scoring as well? Or the other way around. If Kansas City is scoring, can can Philadelphia Eagles answer and score as well? Or keep the game close? I'm hoping it's not like thirty I'm hoping it's not thirty seven and fourteen and the fort in the last touchdown was score with two minutes to go. Because that could happen. I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but it could happen. Um, anything else I can go with? Uh, I would probably, I would probably stick with Minnesota Vikings to win. I think Dobbs will have another great game on the road. I think, um, Russell Wilson will, I think he'll start to improve more and more. I think, I think, uh, Sean Payton has figured out what to do with Russell Wilson and Denver Broncos. So I think this game will be a lot closer. I don't think it's going to be a blowout game. I think it could be like 27, uh, 22, or 23, or something like that. Uh, you could flip-flop who you think is going to win. But it's not going to be an easy win for, for, for Philly. This Denver Broncos team is not the same one that got killed 72-0 against Miami. So let's... Let's point that out. So, if I would go to, let me go back. Another game that we should talk about. Yeah, Seattle, LA Rams. You know, I mean, if you don't have Matthew Stafford, I I just don't know how you make a bet on this game. Um, I don't think a value of the game would be betting anything. Um, 
Geno Smith is not a great quarterback for Seattle, but he's decent. Uh, I think Lockett will get a touchdown. Um, Walker the third from Michigan State, well, I feel like he'll get a touchdown. So if you go if if, out, if you go with that game, just don't be disappointed if you lose because that's a trap game. It's a very trap game assuming that you're going to get an easy touchdown. It could be one of those games you don't get any touchdowns. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be it'd be one of those games would be like 9 to 9 to 12 or 9 to 10 and going into the fourth quarter and you pick two guys to score a touchdown. That'd be stupid. So, I would stay away from that game. Uh, the rematch between the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, what's that guy's name? That just got f- f- that just got fired. Uh, let's uh, I think his name. Let me see here. I'm gonna have to look this up as I'm looking it up. Uh, Bills. Oh, fired. Oh, offense coordinator. As I'm looking this up, so I should at least, Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey is the guy that got fired from the Bills. I don't think you should take the blame for the disastrous Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is to blame for a lot of things. He throws a lot of footballs in places that you shouldn't be throwing the football. I think he's trying too hard. I think he's, I think basically, for some reason, I think he's trying to be this really, like, cool quarterback that throws the ball between two players on the defense and his receiver catches it. I see a lot of that garbage. He throws the ball when there's a double coverage on his receiver. He... He throws the ball a lot of times when the receiver isn't even open and it's not last year or the year before. So so I think Josh Allen should take the blame for that. I think the, uh, the Bills should run the football more. I think they should stick to the run game. I think this will help Josh Allen from um, speeding the game up a little bit. I think he needs to slow down a little bit. I think the whole Buffalo Bills teams needs to slow down. Um, I think it would help them tremendously, tremendously, if the game is slower for Josh Allen. I think that if you have to go for the punts, go for the punts. That's what I would tell you to do. Punt the football. Just do it. Um... You know, I don't know if I would even pick this game for touchdowns because I don't know what Josh Allen you're going to get. Are you going to get the Josh Allen that throws interceptions? Or are you going to get Josh Allen that, move the ball, that moves the ball down the field and they score a touchdown? I think the running back will get a touchdown. If they, if they do what I say or what I think they should do, 
I think they should at least go to. I think they at least should go to. The running back. Oops, not that skin. To the running back. So. Anytime touchdowns. Uh, well, you know it's funny. It's funny that. It's funny that they don't have. Well, you know what? James Cook is not that good. Maybe that's the part of the problem too, though. Maybe James Cook isn't rushing the ball that well. Maybe they need a backup running back. I mean, I don't know what they need, but they they need to stick to the to the run game, and they need to stick to the run game real hard, real hard, because it's not. It's just kind of stupid to not stick to the running game. Detroit sticks to the running game. Good teams have a good running game. Good teams stick to the running game when they're going through rough patches. So, here we go, folks. I'm going to end up my podcast right there. Thank you for listening to Crazy Dre Podcast. It was a very boring sound podcast, I think. But, if you like my intake about parlays, same game parlays, football, um, I touched a little bit on, on golf and live golf and Tiger Woods making his return to the Bahamas open. Um, please let me know. Um, I'm here for you. Um, hopefully next time Sean will be back to do a podcast for, uh, for Monday morning uh, for a recap of the games from Sunday for the NFL. Um, Congratulations to Michigan for winning the 1,000th game of their school career for football. Uh, Congratulations to Shireen Moore for for winning that 1,000th game for Michigan Uh, while Jim Harbaugh was on the bench, well, at at the hotel. So, Go Detroit Lions. I hope you guys are kicking ass. Um, I really do. I hope you guys kick ass. I hope that you guys don't uh, let the game get too far ahead of you. I don't. I hope that you are doing your diligence. Uh, I hope you guys keep Justin Fields in that box. It's important to keep Justin Fields in the box. If you can keep him in the box. And, and and avoid him running around in circles, gaining 10, 20 yards on Detroit of, of rushing, you'll be good. You'll be great. But you have to keep him in the box. Uh, Jared Goff, you got to, you, like you're at home, uh, keep the ball moving to all your receivers. Uh, I, I like to say Jamison Williams. Uh, Catch a couple of footballs. I think his, uh, by what I've read and heard, um, the team, the coaches are much more happier with uh, the development of uh, of of Mr. Williams. Uh, yeah, just keep the ball moving around. Um, stick with the run game. Stick with the Gibbs. Uh, Welcome back, Montgomery. Hope you have another great game. And uh, thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Peace, love, 
and I'm out of here.